hello everyone welcome to notorious wing as we continue to cover league of legend world championship episode six and yeah, yeah let's get started yo i just noticed you have season one episode four yeah, under the oh, under why? the thing that just went live, it says episode four. I swear to God, I also, why are our cameras frozen in stream? I don't know. Oh, probably because you shut down the screen for uh, Discord. Oh, I yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Oh God, you got to keep it in the foreground. wrong with stream lab when i do stuff hmm. okay. thank you love thank you. i don't know why it's using live on stream oh shit <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay so I'm go back and change this i don't know why I pop over and... okay let's continue okay I'm not with well no you named it intro or the 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 t1 wins the the demon king has returned yes indeed indeed <laughs> i'm just excited for the final but yeah we can break down a little bit about the semi-final rundown let's word you you start out it's t1 jdg what'd you think uh i didn't i thought it's gonna be a close game but it's wait it's 3-1 right correct that's the yeah yeah 3-1 yeah the first game was okay but then the second and the third game and the fourth game was pretty much you know a very um t1 favorite however you predicted right baker did pick rice on game two and three i know the smirk on your face is like you called it too last week when you say i hope to see fakers with rice yeah here we are here we are. I told y'all that I told y'all it was coming. Now, I mean, nothing beats like basically what happened is JDG and it, it's almost like they sparred the first the the first uh, game where it was like if you really look at it, nobody really was doing more than the other person. They were just or than the other team. They were kind of close knit, but it was like really decisive moments where like JDG was able to pull it out. After that, in game two, and the fact that it, that that just tilted them because it's like in the middle of the game, T1 figured them out. And from that point on, the series was over. Like they, T1 was literally playing with them. So it was, it was, it was bad. Yeah, and I honestly have to give the bot lanes um, the bot lane player on T1. Like, Guma Yusi? Yeah. Going and Kira? In, a, Kira. There yeah, we go. Kira. Going in, that there was talk about how underperforming he, he was during the summer split and LCK. I think it was the fob doing MSI kind of started the training downward for him. And they didn't expect him to probably recover or, or not be at this level, right? But I think he showed up. He did good. Um, as for Zeus, I, he was okay, but he was not like, oh my god, amazing factor. I mean, especially Gumi, you should carry a lot in game one. 
Zayas had Zayas had a had a bunch of moments. It was bad luck though, yeah. because Zayas is usually able to pull out that last hit, and it becomes a highlight. But you know, people don't, you know, they don't remember the highlight if you don't get that kill. And there were a bunch of things where he was just like, it came down to the last hit, and it just didn't work out for him. And so it was like, it wasn't him playing bad per se. It was that when he was pulling off those, well, no, his flash back into Renekton auto range was bad, but that was like the one mistake. Everything else was him just trying to play as usual yeah. and it just wasn't as dominant as it seemed before. But a lot of that also comes down to his champions. But yeah, I agree. I'm not saying he's not good i'm just saying like the series he was not the, the like the vp right the mvp oh yeah, yeah. it was gumi yusi and then of course Baker. the demon king yes the demon king became something like i i don't know if y'all remember like when he did the the i think it was the second azir push that really ended the game they showed a close-up of him that is the most emotion. And now it's kind of like looking at Dr. Manhattan. Because if you don't understand the little twinges oh, in his I face, oh, you that. completely miss. But you don't really get the full reading of what his emotions. That man looked like he was about to explode out of his skin. Like he was so just hype. Like at that moment, it, I was like, oh God, that's more emotion than Faker's shown. And well, other than the... Uh, the 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 uh, sad times no, we don't talk I, about. I, that that smirk afterward when he's it's just say like I still got it. I'm sorry that smirk says all like I'm still the best. Yeah, and like I said, I I wish DRX could win this, but at the end of the day, I, I I want Faker to win it more just because I don't think Def's time is over. I think the only bad thing about that storyline is they act like the man's going to be dying after this season or something. When like, yeah, if you if a team makes it to Worlds and to the finals, I don't think they have to worry about changing anything. No, I don't Just think that man thoughts. is going to retire anytime soon after this because he broke the curse yeah. of never made out of quarterfinals and now he's in the yeah. final. He's going to be like Faker. He's going to keep playing until he can't no longer well, he want to play he Well, he needs to make sure that he doesn't become Uzi. Like, that's, that's like the bad side of that coin. <laughs> Where it's like Uzi was so obsessed with trying to get that championship. And don't get me wrong. Uzi was, is still amazing. He's one of the best ADCs to ever do it. And some people would argue the best. But he, like... Yeah, I just don't think he had it. I don't think he, like, he peaked, unfortunately, when, back when T1 was winning every year. <laughs> and it happens in sports all the time. You so, would be the best if this other person, entity, didn't exist. That's Faker. Let me jump in and ask you this question. Because we, we're going to talk about, down the, later in the podcast, but about potential double lip returning. Do you feel like if their pro player shouldn't retire and then come back? Because I feel like there's a gap, right? I know Uzi went back playing pro, but he didn't really have a, a lot of success. But if you continue to play, 
I feel like it's a better opportunity or you you maintain the skill set like Faker, like Dev, who's been around since what, 2012, 2013. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Have to, we have to see. Next I don't if I don't there. think I don't think it's as much of a gap as one may think. But when we get to the rush section of this, I'm going to speak a little bit about that. Okay. Because there are concerns I have, but I'm not sure if they're real or not because of things we've talked about. Anyway, let's continue. T1JDG, T1 had their number. Uh, after the tilt of, episode, of, or of game two, the series was over. Like, they just bullied them the rest of the time, basically. Uh, JDG never had a foothold in any game after that. No, and game four was really bad. Game four was yeah. Like a yeah, stomp. and Faker, Faker on his ear. It's been a while since I've seen him be that bold, and he did show he still has it. Oh, yeah. All the all the crap they've been talking about him as I told you, Faker is respected. He is considered the goat, but there's been a lot of dirt thrown on that man's name over the last four years, and I hope people think about that as they try to erase history. And all the things that they've said. All these new, younger, LCK virtuosos that were talking about how Faker was done and should have uh, retired three, four years ago. All this stuff. All the crap coming out their mouth. All the chovies and all the rulers and all those mofos who kept talking trash. Yeah, well, he's still, he's, he's still going to beat y'all. Like No, and the stat shows, right? Like the, the, yeah. the castle keeps showing the stat about... All, when every time T1 show up at Worlds, they always make it to the semifinal and the final. So it speak a lot. And I was just looking up Chovy, the his appearance at World three times. All I'm saying, stats shows. So I don't know why, why some pro player get a pass of well. You know, because there's reason why they didn't perform well. It's not their meta. It's not their, you know, good timing or something like that. Or their champion pool is not buff enough or got nerfed. But then when it comes to Faker, he always had to listen all the negatives. Never get the appreciation or like, oh, maybe it's just not his meta. You know, it's just not Well, his that's why they say heavy is the head that wears the crown. Yes. Because that, that's why. It's because he's the best that everyone has to try to knock them down. It's just the problem is they can't. Even even though for the last four seasons, he was playing 1v5 in the mid lane because everybody would camp him because it was like a rite of passage to kill Faker. You still couldn't stop him. And it's just, it's so great to me that I want to see him, if he were to have the thought of leaving League, I would want him to have this one championship before he goes. That's really the whole reason I'm for them. There's a lot of great teams out right now. Like, you know, across many of the different regions except in A. And, <laughs> and basically, it's just because of all the crap he's taken, I want him to win. But that gets into the storyline well, I guess let's go over DRX and Jinji first. Jinji, I told y'all, they usually get to a point where they everything clicks or everything falls apart. And 
everything falls apart. Everything like fell apart. Like they looked terrible. Now, DRX is on a miracle run and they have a great they have <laughs> Mike stop in chat. He said in a best region. Faker said so. We're going to get yeah. to that too. But basically I I love the storyline of DRX and Deft and all that. But for real, the only person from DRX that I can honestly say I mean, he, I don't know. They might have to go get that man some steroids for his back because Zeka or Zika was carrying because they were still losing or still doing pretty bad around the rift. But whenever something would start to get out of hand, Zeka would come in with either his Ari catch on the ADC or, uh, uh, what was the other? I can't think of it right Silas. now. Yeah, or or to his Silas play or any of that. He would just come in and literally change the course, like course correct the entire series with his plays. Everybody else was, you know, it's a team game. But he was really affecting the whole series with the plays he was making. It was it's insane. Like I'm worried about that. To be real honest, as far no, as DRX no, no, T1. So, no, I, I, I have really good faith in T1. I feel like some... I don't think T1 choke. I don't, I, ne I never seen them choke. The only time... No, 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 no. Yeah, their drafting might be iffy. Game 5, usually when they get that far with the LPL team in the past. But I mm. think they got, I think with the draft, I don't have issues with them a lot this time. Maybe the first game they do trying to throw out some some here and there to see what works, what's not working. But I do have good faith in T1 to pull it up. I don't think they like Genji. And, and Baker, it's Faker. Is... Come on, it's Faker. Gotta no, 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 no. It's not necessarily I'm worried about the, the matchup of him and Faker. It's more so that the mid lane even though a lot of people put focus through it the mid lane has been more of a supportive role for, for to to fill out a comp for most of this year not saying that you can't be on a on, on a champion that makes plays but it's mostly like you know faker was using his azir alt to literally set up and lambast the entire team into his team and all of its damage. Whereas Zekka is like, he's like, yo, I don't care if assassins aren't really the meta. I'm going to play them and I'm going to be so aggressive in lane that whoever you send to cover me is just going to die. Well, here's the thing though, like DRX has not been known to be good at mid game where they yeah when they do macro or any type of like decision making they're pretty bad so this is where the experience of faker will play in right that man might okay he might have the best fingers anymore but i try how macro, dare you i'm just saying compared to he the, pleases all the ladies his fingers are fine okay but when i say about <laughs> the, the macro that's where his his 
he knows when what to do and push come to shove, right? So I do. That's a better advantage. So yeah, I I don't have. Yeah, to- as a, as a team, T one will be fine. Yes, but if Zeka can play the way he's been playing, that's a wild card. Like that's literally a wild card that can throw off everything because he is in a role that hasn't really been that devastating throughout the season. And of course, T1's going to prepare for this. Like they're going to they're going to know and have a plan to shut him down. But but Zeka, the Zeka I saw the other day, other than Jinji choking, that's a lot to shut down. Well, that's like asking to shut down Faker. Don't <laughs> look, don't give him Kali, don't give him Silas. And you yes. just ban all those three all the time. Oh, I, I would completely Sayon. force him. I would force him onto a friggin' Ivern. <laughs> like I would I would my whole draft personally would be about taking away any possible chance he has to do anything on the rift. So here's a question. I, I know when I was watching the Gen G, they always ban out Heimerdinger, right? Because they're scared barrel playing Heimerdinger on the bot lane. If I were T1, which trade do I think is more worth? Keep banning Heimerdinger or banning more mid of Zeka if he's the ultimate, you know, the VIP card for DRX? Heimerdinger has been very oppressive. He's been an OP pick like this entire season, but nobody will play him really except for these random games. Um, But I would say... I would say you you give you still keep that ban because he is oppressive the entire split. He's an unknown OP that only a few people have used. And the heart bear is really good. But, oh, he is. <laughs> but but you make sure everything else <laughs> goes to second. Now I'm partially joking, but I, yeah, you take away a Kali. You take away, um, you take away, um, um, uh, any, any, any. Yeah, a Kali, Ari, Silas. You make sure those are gone. You can use the other two picks for whatever you want, but those three, you leave them out, and you literally say, okay, now. That we have these completely crazy nimble-fingered bro over here controlled. Now what can we play? And with the champions that are left, nah. I, I, he's, he's not. I don't think he's going to fare well. But either way, as I said, T1 overall is the better team. The only way they lose this is if they literally give it to them. Yeah. But I do have to say, like, the storyline between these two has is great, right? The return of Faker to the final and death first um, final in since what 2012, 20 I think around that time. It's been a long time that he actually made it to the final. Twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah I mean, like the, I don't know. It's been long. And Mike asked if he played Lissandra, and I do believe he played Lissandra in an earlier game in worlds but he we know that we know how to deal with lissandra it's it's it, <laughs> who was it that picked it against t1 and ran into the um 
it ran into the uh, oh god what's her name uh support character constantly heals everyone but isn't yumi uh soraka Oh, okay. When, 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 who was it that tried to play Lissandra into T1 and straight up uh, Soraka's uh, silence just literally made her keep feeding? Fanatic or fan either Fanatic or whatever in the group A. Yeah. It was, that was hilarious. They couldn't do anything they, the whole game. They, they yeah, they couldn't play it. So we can shut Lissandra down. That's a good pick. Yes. So, yeah, I mean... We already know that when it comes down to a carrier is disgusting. So he knows how to play it and he knows how to make it so that Lissandra can do nothing. So yeah, force him on Lissandra, force him on Lissandra and then pick a Soraka and just destroy him. That's, that's what I would do. Anything close to that. I would do. Okay. So I think the last one was when Def was in um, Samson blue 2014 that he made it to the yeah. semifinal. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So it's been ages. But yeah, it's a great storyline. But sorry, Def, not not this year, please. <laughs> yeah, not this year, please. For me, for me, I appreciate you, Def. I appreciate all you do. But for me, just let Faker get this one on his if he's on his way out, so he can retire the king. And just leave the crown on the on on the throne. As far That's as prediction so. go, what do you think? I say three one. Uh, T one. I, I say three zero T one. Oh dang! Like I said, as a team, even if Zeka is popping off, T one is obviously just a better all around team. The only way they lose is if they come out and play the worst they have played all year. No, and they, they've had some questionable performances during the normal split. They have to be worse than that. To lose against DRX right now. The only reason I say 3-1 because T1 sends the draft kind of weird the first uh, game one. Like, they're always trying to throw something out there. So, that's my worry. Like uh, Yeah, I, like I think the they're going to look like that. Yeah, JDG versus the T1, that, the, first, the game one. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the first draft is always like, hmm, hmm. But we'll see. Yeah. That's the only reason I would give three one, but I I yeah. give three zero. That's that's good too. And yes, let's talk about uh, LCS is the best region. I love that clip. If anyone hasn't seen it, you need to watch that clip. Yeah, because Faker Faker after they won, basically did the uh, on stage interview, and uh, Shocks asked what the best reason or what the best region is. And Caria said LCK, but then Faker looked over at him and was like, LCS. And then Caria just blew up laughing. And so they asked Faker in the after oh, actual conference. press conference. Yeah. yeah, press conference afterwards. They were like, you sounded like you wanted to say LCS. And he was like, yeah, LCS is the best region. With a straight face. With a straight face. Just just straight, no emotion, just, yes, LCS is the best region. But, and, and Caria once again started laughing <laughs> at the press conference. With them. And then he had a straight face and said, yes, yes, it is the greatest region. Yeah. The troll, oh my God, the troll. But question though, you know why he say LCS is the best region, right? Because that's where he's won his championships. Exactly, that's why. <laughs> yeah, I think, um... I think 
owner. I think he's ranked 11 on in solo queue right now. Oh, yeah. If not, if not further up at this time, because he was number 11 like a week ago. But yeah, he's been burning through, <laughs> just destroying everyone. Wow. And uh, let me see here. I'm I'm gonna I'm check that actually. But yeah, Faker is is a generous is a generous host. That's all it comes down to. He's a generous man. LCS is the best region. But do you hear that part after in the future? I'm like, bro. Right when he said that, he's like, yeah, yeah, I believe in the future. I'm like, what future are you looking at? He's number five currently. Oh. In solo queue. So, yeah, he's just destroying. Like, literally destroying everyone. Oh, that's a name I haven't seen. Zazel. Zazel is number eight in solo queue. Oh, nice. Oh, the, the support Oh, yeah. And now the coaching. Okay. Nice. You know, I want I want I want owner to um I want him to get to number 1 and then leave. Like <laughs> I want him to get to number 1 and then leave and then Rush can take it over. He has a few days left, right? The Saturday game. Yeah. yeah. But if they win, you know, they might stick around, have a vacation. It's a vacation. Why yeah. would you want to go and play solo queue? That's the most worst play because that's what these dudes do, man. That this is what they do for a good time. I mean, I can't think of a better time you could have than being from being an LCK player in the NA solo solo queue. <laughs> that is a vacation. <laughs> it's like going to a party. But anyway, anyway, back to the point. Back to the point. What what's next? What we got here? We did the predictions. We got Faker and his clip. Killing it. He's just the demon Talk king, about, the demon uh, troll king. Oh, pro returning to uh, pro scene. Yeah. So, according to uh, Dot Esports, Doublelift reportedly in talks with LCS teams for possible return to pro play. Now, when this came up on his stream, he was like, We do not address rumors and stuff on stream. And they're like, That's all he would say. Uh, but yeah, this is a pretty good, uh, pretty good article uh, by Tyler Esguera, where he says it's been two years since former superstar AD Carry uh, Yiliang or Yiliang Peng stepped away from the professional League of Legends team. But according to recent reports, the legendary marksman might be making a return to the stage. Esports journalist Brooke Seeger has said that the 29-year-old content creator and streamer has been supposedly speaking with multiple LCS organizations for a possible comeback in 2023. So what do you think? What are the some of the teams that you... I told you I wouldn't be surprised two episodes ago if Doublelift came back. Because he, like, before he went on his current, like, he took a hiatus, like, a little break from uh, from playing League, and he just started playing it again, and he's, like, super rusty right now. Um, but he was still destroying all the LCS teams, like, or the, the like, ADCs in, in solo queue or in custom, like, scrims and in champions uh, queue. He was doing amazing. So I don't see why he wouldn't, just like Jensen. Well, not just like Jensen, but like Jensen when he um when he didn't have a team for a split after that whole debacle went down. Yeah. 
Um, but he was just like, look, he was like, I was looking at the mid laners uh, in LCS and it was just like, yeah, I, they, they're playing horribly. Like mid lane is horrible in, in NA right now. So he felt comfortable coming back. They made it to Worlds. I mean, y'all know how I feel about Jensen, but, you know, it, it, Jensen was never as significant a player as Doublelift. And Doublelift, at 70% of his normal ability, is probably still, probably still the best ADC in NA, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yo, why do you have a... Um, a Streamlabs thing on your screen. Oh, I'm just trying to find the thing. But don't worry about it. It's going to be gone in like two seconds. Okay. Anyway. Uh, or if Faker decides to give Zeka his chance. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, they take away the chance. It's all over. Um, um, so, yeah. I think, he, I think he is coming back as long as a team will accept him. That doesn't have a crap team. Like, the team isn't crap. Because that was always something that he and Sneaky have been saying since they left. Is that they, you know, they may sometimes think about coming back, but they don't want to be on a bottom rung team. They just don't want that. They want to play with good players, have a say on what, who they play with. So, yeah. I think he comes back. I think if, if like, Team Liquid may be where he goes, but that's that's it. That's but I think like, he'd uh -huh. only accept Team Liquid or C9, and C9 they're not getting rid of Berserker. So I I don't think they would ever do that. But th that's what I want to talk about. Uzi and Doublelift, right? Uzi came back, hasn't had a much success, and I don't know because you're talking about Uzi left for what a year, more than a year. Yeah, I think it was two years as well. Yeah, so same thing. So I don't know the comeback. See, the difference between them is that Uzi had started to diminish in his performance. Like he, like, he was still great, don't get me wrong, and still is great. But his ability to truly affect the outcome of matches, it wasn't working the way it used to. So it was almost as if his prime did pass. Doublelift's prime didn't pass. And from all stats that we can look at right now from his current play, he's still outperforming certain eight year Well, I would say pretty much all, but I haven't seen all the games. So he's per he's outperforming at least 90% of the current ADCs. So he hasn't lost it. There's a reason he has the most, I mean, everything out of all NA players. It, like, and as I pointed out in our first episode, he's pretty much the only NA like player that's actually respected around the world. Not just in NA. We love the, the people love some double lift. But when the Koreans actually have a sect of fans that love double lift, that should tell you how great he is. So here here's my thought. He has a really like le legacy left behind when he left LCS, right? He left on a really good high note. 
Well, kind of. They had a really bad split, and then he was having trouble with his team. But 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 still, I mean, it's not like a couple years of bad split, right? It was only a year or something like that with TSM. He still did well. Just what that the year that he left wasn't like yeah, but still made it to playoff. Everything. So my the expectation of him or what his thought is coming back. If he coming back because he's got bored being retired and want to back to play in the pro scene and just enjoying playing League of Legends at the pro level, that's fine. But sometimes I don't know how the mindset of pro players when they leave, like, do, like are you really in on a high note and you come back and you're kind of like Uzi, like you're down here. What is the expectation, right? I'm just I would saying say the mindset, like what kind of mindset they have to prepare themselves coming back. See, the, and I think the thing that protects most people from the downsides of those specific mindsets is if they're coming back because they don't know how to do anything else or they're coming back because they actually love to compete. That's what separates a lot of the greats from the honorable mentions is the fact that like, if you look at Michael Jordan, when he was beating everybody at basketball and doing all this stuff, he was like, all right, he's done all he could do. And then he left and he was like, but I really love to compete. So I'm gonna come back. But he came back with the love of competition, but not with the same team he was with. And honestly, a kind of a, a worse team, but, but let's get off of basketball. Um, and then, you know, but he loved to compete so much that he went to, he switched teams in basketball. He went to baseball. He went to golf. He like, he just loves to compete. And I think that that's, if your body is still able as, as, as double lifted and, and sneaky always joke about now, their arthritic hands, if you love it enough and you can still compete, you will. And I don't think you have to worry about whether it's just because he can, because if double lift truly thought he couldn't compete, he wouldn't come back. So. Because, no, no, like, I you, you wouldn't put the... I just don't know what the expectation of or the goals that they set themselves. If I come back, I got to win a championship. Things like that, you know? The expectation of them. Or, they, like you say, or they miss the competitiveness that solo queue yeah. is not giving it to them that they want to come back. Playing at the higher caliber with the pro scene. But enough, yeah. Yeah. Talking about... And then the other article that you mentioned about the... Talking about the uh, how uh, Oda Oda, what his name? Odo Omne. Yeah. Yeah, Odo Omne. Well, I'll go ahead and pull it up here, but um, he put out a tweet that said, "Honestly, we really need more international tournaments outside of M MSI, which is cringe, and Worlds, which bangs." Everyone feels so alive and excited this time of year, even when we got Goomba stomped and the boys are having a great time. Enough of this one good tourney a year shit. So That's what he said. I guess what the, he's trying to say that more competition at international level is, is more, I guess, more yeah. honing the skill than just playing region. And, only, and you only come... And MSI is kind of bad format too because you only pick the best one team per region so you don't really get yeah. the exposure of playing multiple but i don't know how riot we're gonna change that type of format 
They're not going to change anything. And as we get into our next topic, which is the LEC 2023 format, this is exactly why. This is why, looking back at this Odoamne post, this thing, as I said last week when you were explaining it to me, and I was like, that sounds horrible. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I actually read up on it, and it's awful. It is absolutely terrible. Next year may be the weakest that LEC has ever looked. If it happens, say you heard it here first. So do, do you do you want to read this one or do you want me to read the just... Okay, so the key points, yeah, I can read it from the website. Yeah. There will be three splits and a grand final. And in the first three weeks will be the regular season. So they play from Friday to Sunday. And then eight best teams will face each other in the GSL format tournament. And then the top four will advance to playoffs. The best team will play many more games. So basically, the best team will play many more games and the worst team play less. Garbage. So basically, they, they want to eliminate the two worst team and then the eight best team will play and then they will do the double elimination at the end. You don't like... So why do you think it's garbage? Less ex gameplay, exposure to... So let's say you're... You're a bottom team. Yes. Also, I don't understand how this works with franchising. Franchising works because you have a bunch of different teams. Each of them have their own fan base merch that you can basically sell based off of or give a spike in sales. But for the org itself, I when they're doing well... And if you take away those teams or the ability for them to play, that's less money. That's right off the top. And they will lose now, investor, right? So let's exactly. say like Logitech was not going to put money investing in you because if you're going to only wear your, their jersey with a name on it, only five game out of the whole year, why would they give you 50K? So that's my first point. Monetarily, the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Two, I like the idea of three weeks of a regular season, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, where you're playing, where you, I like the idea of, of splitting two seasons into three seasons and having a, a playoff format each time. But you can't just cut off those other two teams. You can't shorten the season and stop them from playing. Like, why have the teams? At this point, why don't you just say, okay, well, Fnatic, Rogue, G2, and who else are we going to throw? The, the, the fourth team. Let's throw them. Uh, uh, I would say Vitality, but they've but but that's just off of name recognition of having perks and all of that, which well, I mean, that might toxic, explode. So they yeah, but you t why not just get rid of all your teams and just have those teams play each other back and forth the whole split? Because you're cutting off the you're cutting off two teams, the other two bottom teams that are going to make it up there, you're stopping them from being able to play and scrim more too. Where's the improvement? Where's the seeing the off the wall picks that somebody that's at the bottom is willing to make and make you have to evolve your game? Hey, hey, this so, is like so, they so. went the opposite direction of giving them more games. So here's a solution. Okay, 
either they go back to they're not going to go back to the pre-franchise era right whereas if the bottom two team if you play bad you get kicked out and then the new so maybe i think what the buy-in what used to be at the beginning when the franchise like buying like 10 million per team to 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 be get the spot i don't know if if i'm the bottom 10 and i get less play time well i'm gonna pay the full price cut me in half of the price so i say so get I let's say I pay five million to be at number nine, number ten, and I save that five million to build my roster for next year to improve. Because now you're telling me I still have to pay ten million, and then finding the more money to to get to get more um, what you would call it, like good players to be on my team, right? You got to give them incentive and all this money to bonus whatever may be the case for them to come in. So yeah, I agree with you in in business standpoint. That doesn't make sense. Why would I pay a lot of money for my team only to play five games out of ten? It, yeah, I, I will lose money. I will lose investor money. Nobody want to invest in my company or anything like that. Yeah. So no, it's trash. And then so you have the financial part that just doesn't make sense anymore. Then you have the fact that basically the bigger orgs, the bigger orgs with the money and the investors and that are already at the top are going to get more money. So like I said, why not just cut off, just get rid of half your league. Just focus on building six teams well, or four Mike, teams. Mike, why would any good player go to the team like that? Well, I'm just saying if they do that, you got to give me like a million, right? <laughs> well, see, the thing is, is good players. There's a lot of good players. You're not like every good player can end up on one team. Yep. So the thing is, is the beauty of having those multiple teams is the fact that, okay, well, a team made a decision to pick up perks instead of picking up this guy who's been doing really well in solo queue. Well, perks completely just folded mentally the entire split. And this guy who was a no-name is now the new perks. So they gambled on a better name, but the the team that was a nobody got the better player, and now they can raise up higher. But will they have the time to raise up higher? Let me tell you, they're not going to get a because they're going to be their their season's going to be over before they get a chance to even meld as a team. So. They're not going to get a wholesale from uh, LCK anymore. You heard about the new CK. Well, I think starting 2024, about the lock-in, like, um, basically, they're trying to prevent other regions from getting their players, especially players like Zeus, like, from the academy that they built up and then just out of nowhere sign a contract with them, just take them, like, we spent years molding these guys, and then you come in and you take... So LCK is going to be off the hook for a while. Like, nobody's going to come in there... And grab those. I guess in a way that they're trying to prevent from players in LCK leaving the region for higher paying because it took time and effort, like Berserk, with the T1. Yeah, Academy. Berserker. Yeah, yeah kind of like Berserker. Yeah. So you're right. It, it is. It is hard. That I don't know how it works with teams like going out find the next, basically like faker, like a no name, but actually really good, to pay them fraction of price where you're going to pay perks like what four million where you pay this guy okay yeah. but it's going to be hard and lec and na 
tend to just get take out the book, you know checkbook and just say who do we want from other regions to come in and play for us instead of going out and building in the infrastructure. But it's been saying for a long time the way they they want to build infrastructure, but they're not really building the infrastructure. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? What this like the only team that's actually been fully committed to building from like from the NA talent pool. Funny enough, is C nine. Yes. Like they've pretty much bred most of the players that people know of. That the play on other teams it, now. It, yeah, yeah that, that play on other teams now. Like they're the ones that have put the most into it. But yeah, like like I said, this goes they they're playing less games again. And we've been I've been complaining about this because people keep asking the question like why did LEC and LCS do so poorly it's because they don't play enough games it's that simple this is why I always talk about American fans and we'll I'll speak purely on American fans because I am one it's hard to actually fathom the type of infrastructure that LCK has for its players. Like in America, it's known that you can make money playing video games. That's literally all that matters. There's no real social status. There's no real national pride that's, that's you know, backed by the nation as a whole. These players in LCK are literal gods. They are gods. The people, the community, the the culture, businessmen, they treat these players as if they are actually gold. And that's why it's so hard to break through into LCK because you literally have to run the gauntlet to even be considered for a team. Look at Rush. Even with his name and his performance, he only got to play once for KT. I think I was talking with Mike offline about that. He was like, there's a lot of t- NA talents that could play professional, but they rather play, they rather stream to make more money. And I, I, I say like, because it's a culture different, right? China and um, Korea feel differently about the game than yeah, that's North honor. America. Yeah, there's honor, there's pride in it, but North America, yeah, good for them. In North America, America, it's all about the gig. It's money. all about the gig economy. Everybody's trying to hustle. Mm -hmm. So it's like without that infrastructure I was just talking about that Korea has, where they put everything into every single face that they put forward to the world. In America, it's like, why would I do that? I'll just stream. Now, being a professional player and then not being a professional player will get you a better audience. But that's just it. You go in, you play a little bit, and then you and then you come back out and you're like, yeah, why would I go through that rigmarole of of like competitive play when now people know who I am? I got a few good sound bites, I can market myself. There you go. Oh, cosplay. It's like done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just the gig economy, man. It's not a, it's not about it's not about the game. It's not about the culture of the game. That's it's it's just this. Now, like I said, I'm not sitting here saying the LCK 
subreddit isn't just as crazy and toxic as America's subreddit because it definitely is. But I'm just saying, like, the whole culture breeds the excellence of LCK. Our culture does not. It just doesn't. Can, can so on that talk about toxic? Can you imagine if T1 didn't win world? How many um, what you call how many vans would be outside of T1 um, studio in Korea? I'm a little worried. Oh yeah. Oh my god. See, see, the only thing is, is that stuff comes, makes a headline, but then it goes because I think with just Korea bringing home the championship, period kind of smooths over it like if t1 were to lose to edg in a final then yeah they might get a few vans <laughs> a few things going on but losing the drx and the whole storyline of deft i don't see it happening okay, we'll but see. i think fans i think fans would be a lot easier to take it than you know talk about another stat if t1 actually went benji will be the as a player and as a coach winning a world. That's something to say. I don't even like to talk about coaching staff because I will forever be angry at Riot for not giving Coma a, a skin. I just, I, I I brought it up before you see, you got me talking about it. No, I, no. it is the biggest wrong that has ever been done in League of Legends history. That man wins three goddamn championships in a row, coaching his team to perfection, and they won't let him, because they requested, they wouldn't let him get a skin with his players. So that is near, the- We at the near of the hour where you know you- I'm, I'm sorry, you got me on it. I just, I still want to talk, talk about it, but I'll, I'll let it go. Actually, I'll let it go. Actually, he won three. Did he, did he, I think he won also with Dongwa. So yeah, so he, he has four. Yeah. But yeah, they, they, they stop. Don't okay. don't fire me up. Don't fire me up because they, they still haven't given that man a skin and I will not be happy until I went on Reddit. I've never posted on Reddit. I went on Reddit to air my grievances about this. Like I literally posted about once a year, every year since they did it. So I I'm like, somebody it. will pay attention. Somebody will pay attention to me one day because they need to correct it. Riot, if you ever come across this podcast and don't turn it off immediately because you don't know who I am, y'all need to correct that. Like a Hall of Fame, y'all need to give that man his skin before you before the game ends and no one cares about it anymore. In which case, I'll still be on the Reddit complaining that you never gave it to him. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. Got me hot and bothered. Okay, well, well you can calm down now with your kind boy update. You know, I have some questions for Rush. Oh boy. I really do. I have some questions for Rush. And 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 I only have these questions because, like I said, when he was in Korea, he had like three accounts. Mm -hmm. The only account I know of that he has in North America right now is the free ELO XDD uh, account. When he was over in Korea, before he came to NA to, to stay with Phoenix, which is like the funniest thing ever, he would play like, you know, he'd play like five, six hours on stream. And then if you checked his account, he would play like another 20 games off stream. He's literally only playing when he streams according to this one account. Mm -hmm. And that has me worried. There's two things that have me worried. 
he did he did reinstate his uh his YouTube account, so I'm glad to have his YouTube back. That's a that's a plus. But it has me worried because I think our food might be poisoning him. I think he might be losing mental faculty while he's over here. <laughs> because he's not grinding as hard. I don't At blame least him. If... Solo Q here is a is... Nobody likes it's a, it's... No, it's atrocious, but if he's planning to get to reach rank one, he's got to play a lot more. Like his performance is still pretty much, you know, on par. But this goes back to that thing I was like when you first brought up the uh, people coming back because they want to compete. I think, I think the only reason Rush wants to come back is because I feel that Rush believes that his. Well, not believes, it's true. He was never given the opportunity to truly reach how great he could be. And every now and again, you'll hear him bring up this topic of how everybody who he played with mm-hmm. when he first got into LC, when he first played, um, when he was with, uh, what was it? With Xiao Xiao. Like, pretty much everyone that was on that team has gone on to win a championship of some form. And he's never been able to do it. Or he was never given a chance to do it, really. And so you can tell that point bothers him. So, I worry about his champion pool. Because he still has his favorites. But I wonder if he can, if like you were saying that, is there like a you know, a gap for when you come back. I don't think there's a gap because as I've said many times before, Rush is better than, I believe, any I, I jungler do, in I NA. I believe there is a gap because we're, I think a lot of um, analysts pointing out, for example, Peanut, right? When he was in T1 and after leaving T1, he was really good carrying jungler, playing those type of jungler. But now he's more on, basically their, their joke that don't ever give Peanut graves. Basically, give him like a tank or utility type of jungler, then he find champion. But you give him like carry type of jungler, a champion, then it's just down here. So there is, and I, I give example good because Peanut is like him, left the scene and came back. Where Rush, I think, left more than that because he only played like one game in LCK. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I just. I just feel like, like, I hope he has a, another account and that I'm only seeing part of his games because the thing is, he's going to need to grind hardcore to get his name back to where it was, to where I feel like teams will give him an honest shot. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to be the main one, but like Peanut, he came with Gen G and they make it to the LCK final twice. Once, once the summer split, went to semifinal world. So you don't have to be good. You just have to be smart with your pathing and smart how you play the game. And that's something that Brush always been good at. But, and I think he'll be okay in NA. Not sure, I'm pretty not sure in LCK though, right? Because that's just a crazy regional LPL. But I, I mean, sure. I think he would be fine in any region, personally. Well, but we'll see. that's, but that's just because I, I mean, 
like I said, I don't feel like he ever lost it. Like he was rusty when he first came back, but even being rusty, he was destroying people. It's like not Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon, Grand Canyon gave him some problems, but that's also because he was literally tilted for Canyon. Canyon started setting him up. He was like, I'm going to take care of Canyon. Like, he's like, all he did that entire game was try to go after Canyon. And at certain points, Canyon would just sit there, wait for Rush to get there, and then be like, surprise, I got two teammates with me. <laughs> so Rush started getting jumped. <laughs> but that's the other thing. That's why I also hope he has another account. Because if he doesn't have another account, then like he's doing things to make his stream interesting. But is he still on that same account? Not to trying to be interesting for his stream base, but still trying to also get back into professional play. I, I don't know. But that's the that's the update for Rush currently. All right. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's only a few months away for the new split coming along for 2023. Any uh, last word of closeout? Oh, one more thing on the Rush thing. Okay. If 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 y'all have not seen Rush's stream, you need to see that stream as soon as possible because he literally plays in a room with Phoenix and he and Phoenix are are like an old married couple just screaming at each other back and forth. It's the funniest thing. And Phoenix, the way he speaks off camera to Rush is the funniest thing ever. If you want to be entertained, and watch his streams. Is, uh, his YouTube is uh, Rush biggest fan? Or? No, no. He actually, that that channel had, to, or it wasn't shut down, uh -huh. but Rush actually reached out to that person and was like, hey, would you mind removing the content? Because my my YouTube channel is back up, you know. I want you using the stream and like you, he talked with the dude who ran the channel. The dude was like, "Rush is super nice. He wasn't disrespectful. He didn't demand that I do it. He's like, but I feel like being that Rush is back, and I started this channel because he didn't have his YouTube going. Yeah. He was like, I feel like it's just the right thing to do. So yeah, but I'm gonna tell you. I would be I, I would be a little disappointed if Rush didn't pick up that person to to make like certain edits for his channel because he really should. That would that would be good because that dude made great edits of Rush's like entire streams. It was fantastic. But um, yeah, he's the one to connect us with the NA audience. You know when Rush was yeah on, yeah. Okay. So, um, but yeah, that's the last thing on the Rush thing. So it's just it's just his channel is. Uh, Rush. So, yeah. Um, let me see here. Because I think, yeah, it's just Rush spelled out. And uh, did you should check out the match he played. Uh, he's, he's been touting that the greatest jungler that no one's using is Tristana. No way. Yes. And he's been playing, <laughs> he's played Tristana Jungle. And I'm not going to lie, it looks unfair. Like she is, she just comes out of the, bounces out of the jungle and destroys things. Like it's pretty impressive. But anyway. It. I don't see it. Just rush. Here. Um, no, I just want to put it on the chat so we have it. 
Yeah, I'll I'll send it I'll send it to our chat. There you go. So yeah, that that is the Rush official channel, and um, yeah, he's starting to put up his games again. But um, yeah. Anyway, so last words. Go T one. I I I really hope T one pulls this out. I hope Faker can get his next championship to DRX and Deft. I, I, I really hope that they stick together as a team. Um, and like, even if they lose, I don't want any big changes coming out. Yeah. Keep that team together. I don't think they're going to drop Zeka anytime soon. So yeah. But keep that, but keep that whole team together. Cause if you make it to finals, that says something. And if Faker leaves, that means you can have it next year. Can I, can I just tell you like, I'll say, on top of Zeka, Pioche, the, the jungler. That guy was bad all year long. And out of nowhere, the sub, there's a new sub came in, play him for like a couple games during the playoff. And that guy was popping up and something just hit him on, on his head or something like that. Like, I need to be good or I'll lose my job. Because that guy was pretty good. I was he surprised. still makes some questionable plays, but he is playing really, Trust really me. well. Yeah, a lot during the, the regular season in LCK. Yeah. So something going on. He he drinks some good Kool Aid over here or something like that. Who knows? <laughs> they, we gave him all that sugar. He's playing. Yeah. He's playing at a new. He's gonna go back to Korea with diabetes, but <laughs> because of our food. God, it's so sad. Anyway, uh, so yeah, let me go. I'll, I'll do my outro. As always, I'm mighty vicious. I have my own channel at Mighty Vicious on YouTube where I do. Uh, video game reactions, I do different podcasts, I do uh, critical analysis think pieces on all sorts of media. I think I might be working on a UFO video as a uh, to hold over my fans. No, um, no you can't do it. I, I have to. No, I have only to. do it if you're going to send a message to, for them to pick us up. Well, you know, I'm constantly sending that message. Get me out of here. But the point is, I might be doing a conspiracy video, but it's not conspiracy. It's just one UFO video that nobody ever talks about, but it's like the scariest nope type thing ever. But anyway, I might be doing that while I work on another, um, while I work on another uh, video, which I think is going to, uh, well, how would I put it? Um, it's called a bedtime story. Oh boy! The saga of Bocephius. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. It, it is. It's called a bedtime story, part one. The saga of Bocephus Finneywiggle. <laughs> and that's the video that I'm working on in the background. That is way more complicated than usual. But yeah, you can find me there. I'm mighty vicious everywhere. Twitter, YouTube, uh, Twitter. Uh, TikTok, because I'm trying to be with the I'm, I'm hip, I'm hip like the like the young kids. No, I'm not. I'm not. But I, I'm I'm thankfully old, and my body feels as old. Anyway, love you all. Hit them with your outro. Oh no! But can I tell you? Because you mentioned like, <laughs> no. no, no. Can I tell you a little creepy, creepy dream I had like a couple of weeks ago? No. Oh, feel free. Feel free. So I was sleeping, me and Mike, and. I woke up and I heard a noise in the, the kitchen, like my, you know, where my, and I heard the sound, like closing, um, 
cabinet sound or something what's like pulling the towel, paper towel. So me and Mike went out there and checked and there was nobody. And and I heard it and he heard it. So we came back to the bedroom and right there on that bed there was a lady just, just laying there. And we're like, who the hell is she? And and it was blurry, you know, like those scary movies, like the like like this. And then we're like, okay, and she didn't say anything. So we sat down near the other opposite edge of the bed, and we're talking. And she was just like, so basically, she was Luffy's mom. And then she said, look, and and then she was like, do you want another dog? And I was like, I only want Luffy. And then she was like, well, Luffy is going to be reincarnated in two years. And then she gave me a fetus of a little baby, and she's like, put next to the plant. And then in two years, will be Luffy. And that was my dream. That's my outro right there. Think about that. Can you tell the users or the, the listeners who Luffy is, oh, first yeah, of that, all? That so was we... my, my Shih Tzu that passed away last year, 17 and a half. That, that was my dog. For you said it was creepy. The, the way that story ended, That I mean, that's a good, that's, that, that's yeah, hopeful. But, that that but, but, should make but, you feel it good. Like, it was like a little tiny Luffy. And she said, put Nick well, you're... But, look, but, you're look. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to say anything insensitive right now. But that's you know, you're you're Asian. <laughs> so of course it was a creepy lady. Of course it was gonna be something with some traditional. Yeah, none of that. None of that. Anyway, was that was a great outro. But I'm just saying. All right. Catch you guys next yeah. week, same time, seven p.m. Wednesday. Wait, wait. You're also not gonna share. Your new news with the oh, with the people? Yes, I'm officially engaged. I just had my um, traditional Vietnamese tea ceremony back in, uh, wait, Saturday on Saturday. Yeah, the 29th. Yo, you got the picture you can throw up of you in the red joint by the window? Oh. You should throw that up for the people. Oh, hold on. She was out here looking banging, y'all. Yes, I could. I mean, at per usual, but she had the straight up traditional joint on she was just killing it yeah, so i mean i would had, but then nobody say how pretty i was everybody was like, i said how pretty you were yeah you're my friend but mike, did you say how pretty she was yes <laughs> mike oh i was about to say don't make me don't make me uh get up on these old legs and come come up to uh your area i ain't trying to put you out there like that but you know you better have said something you was she was looking good Looking real good. Yes. So, are you working on getting that image, or is that just uh, that's too much? It's on. It should be. Oh, I, I, oh, yeah. This should be way behind, man. But yeah. You see it now. So, yes, y'all see that? Y'all see her killing it, killing it. Jesus Christ. I got to sop her up with a biscuit, let me tell you. <laughs> She's looking good as hell, baby. Anyway. Uh, of course, but no matter what I say, not enough. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Welcome to married life. Oh. You in the bucket with me now, boy. You, <laughs> you, you up shit's creek, boy. This, show, this is what show, it's like. Show, can I show the other pictures? This is, I like it. This is the picture. Yeah, show the other pictures. Y'all did it up for this. I'm just saying, let the people know who you are. Show, show them how, how you do it. Look, look at this little piggy. 
I, I have to wait for it to show up. I can't see it until it pops up. God knows this thing be like, I don't know. It's like a full like Five three minutes, minutes behind. Is it? Yeah, it's pretty nuts. But um, but yeah, yeah. Well, yo man, I'm down. Oh, oh there it is. Oh yes. Look at that. Pig. Good lord. Look at that pig. Killing it. It was delicious. I bet it was. The way that joint looked. You say me any? No, no. Now I have to feel like I have to. Sh oh no, let's not show that picture. Look, we'll show more next time. That's it. <laughs> let's, fine, fine. Yeah. You got me started. But um, yeah. But you know what? Me and you, we we're gonna have to have a meeting to you know at some point during the week to talk about your layout. We we might have to change your layout. You're the one who did this for me. What you mean change the layout? You mean my yeah? Name? But you ain't you ain't using it properly. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get you get no. you squared away with a simpler with a simpler uh, layout. No. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. No. Don't, don't worry about I it. Don't like change. I don't like change. You don't like changing things. Yeah. Oh, See? look at those two. Look at those two. That's now that's that's a beautiful picture right there. Thank you. God, you gotta love it. You gotta love love, baby. Gotta love love. So anyway, we out. I'm I'm gonna call it because you're gonna keep showing pictures. Yeah. Get me started. Okay, good night. I did get you started, but we're gonna show more next time. Give them something to look forward to. Y'all gonna have the y'all gonna have the the secret pictures in there? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> secret pictures anyway anyway all right give your outro and say or give you give your sign off all right catch everybody next week same time bye bye peace